Welcome to Ability MKE Now on River West Radio. My name is Sue Roscoff, and here at Ability MKE Now, we are a show all about integration. We are bringing people with disabilities and people that don't have a disability together and enjoying life here in the Milwaukee area. We all have different abilities. Here at Ability MKE Now, we dive into this topic of diverse abilities showcasing and sharing a variety of aspects of ability-related topics. The concept of disability hits a really wide range of, of possibilities. We could be talking about physical or mental disabilities, the deaf and hard of hearing community, blindness, chronic pain, a mental health diagnosis, goals of substance use reduction, and so much more. Uh, we all have our own personal strengths and weaknesses, right? So with that, we all, with our different abilities, we, as, as a good friend of ours and of the show has often said, Chad always says, look at my ability, not my disability. So he's been an inspiration in many respects, in many ways. Um, and with that, I am, I'm gonna flip the switch right away to introduce some good friends that are joining us tonight. Uh, so first of all, as always, Kurt's here with us and Diva has been on a bit of a vacation from us lately, but Diva's back tonight. Denise Vargas, she is uh, with Live Creatively and I'm gonna first of all actually bring Diva in to say a quick hello to everybody. So Diva, how are you doing tonight? I am doing awesome. Hello, Milwaukee, all the way from New York. We are going across country here to uh, to bring in good friends that um, she adds so much to us. Talk about live creatively. She's the uh, the epitome of living creatively. Uh, with that, I again am going to uh, pop on over here because I'm so excited to introduce everybody to some friends that are joining us tonight. So David and Heather Drink. Uh, we have a huge history uh, with with <laughs> with David. We go way back. I almost hesitate to say how many years, uh, but it, it goes to the uh, level of decades at this point. So we've known David for a long time, and Heather, uh, we're so glad has joined the uh, the extended uh, family. Actually, the the phrase family. Denise is the one that kind of got that started in our our corner of the world, and the drinks definitely are family to us. So combining our friends and family, we're grateful that you can join us tonight. And uh, so if you guys actually just want to hop right in here and say a quick hello, and then I'll tell everybody uh, what brings you with us here tonight. Hi, everyone. Hi. Thanks, Sue, for the introduction. <laughs> yeah, we love our family. <laughs> <laughs> we were lucky enough to actually be together even this past weekend. So we don't get to see each other as often as we'd like, you know, because life is busy. And uh, they are in in the Madison area, so not too far away, yeah. and they have done something exceptionally unique. So they have created a board game. How many people you know have actually created their own board game? So this is uh, super unique. We got to play it this weekend. Actually, I got to play a previous iteration of it a long time ago, and it is pretty amazing. So. If you guys want to just hop in right away and talk about the board game itself. Well, actually, before we talk about the game, you guys are a unique combo here. Tell us a little bit about how you decided to go about doing this and, and just a little bit about who you guys are. Well, um, I've always uh, loved board games and then been collecting and designing them since I was a kid and um, 
Heather uh, is a school teacher and she loves playing games with her students and with her family and friends. And uh, um, when we met uh, four years ago um, and decided to get married, she uh, found some of my old board game designs and she's like, oh, what if we change these up a little bit and tweak them and, and actually do something where we can share them with people, so. Yeah, during COVID, we um, took out all of his games and we were looking at them and uh, since we had a lot of time at home, it was really fun to spend that time to, uh, just playing the games and making them better and better. It was really fun. Okay, so here's a little trivia piece. Uh, how many board games do you guys own? Ballpark. <laughs> About 450. But if you oh, count expansions, it's over 500. You can't, you can't count. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> so they're not kind of sort of into games. They're like really into games. They, yeah. they know their thing. They know, they know them, they play them. They are, they're pretty, they've introduced us to some of our, actually I'd say probably all of the games that I would consider to be favorites are ones that they've introduced us to. So tell us a little bit about the newest board game that is now just getting into existence here. Tell us what your the name of your game and a little bit about the game itself. Uh, well, our first game that we're uh, publishing is called Haunted Inheritance. It's, we're uh, selling it through a crowd sale right now. Um, but it's a game where you explore a haunted house in search of your inheritance money. And there's actually two ways to win. You can have the most money at sunrise uh, and try to survive the game that way, or you can work together to try to collect scripture verses hidden in the house and collectively win the game early. So uh, it's kind of a fun, uh, different twist on a game. It's fun to see how people play it and what, uh, what side they choose as they play the game. <laughs> and a fun thing about it too, is the mansion is cursed. And so there's uh, monsters that pop up and, uh, you have to try to defeat monsters while you're collecting money and scripture. And, you know, you never know when a good can opener or a tennis racket is going to uh, help you out and defeat a monster. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or even some silverware. Some silverware, yeah. You never know when the werewolf might pop up. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, so we, like I said, you got to play a version of this years and years ago. And this final version is very similar to what it originally was, but it is the way you, you guys ended up putting this together is it, it, I'd say fun for the whole family. Cause I know our daughter's 13. There were some other kids that were playing with us as well, adults playing and everybody is, is like totally tuned in and seeing what's happening and involved. And there's, there's lots of things happening all at the same time, and, but it's not it's not at a level that, you know, there's a lot going on, but it's not confusing. It's easy to follow what's next and, and what, you're, what, what you're doing and what your goal is. So it, it's a ton of fun to play. Well, thanks. Thank Anna. you. Yeah, we try to make it, uh, it's a family game, definitely. So there's, um, we try to keep the rules to where, you know, kids and adults can play it and enjoy it. So, yeah, one of the things that we really um, tried to add in there is, uh, I mean, it is a haunted house, but there's also, uh, you know, like scary monsters and stuff, but there's also a lot of funny uh, twists and surprises along the way too that you find out. And so it kind of keeps uh, the scariness there, but also has, it throws in a lot of uh, fun elements as well. Yeah. Yeah, because personally, I'm not one for creepy stuff. I don't like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> but this, it, it's just, it's a good level because it's it's not 
that's that's not overwhelming in the least. It like you say, you've done it in a way that it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps it as very family friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it spooky fun. So. <laughs> ah, I like that. Yeah. And what, so, what all inspired you guys to pursue this? Um. Well, I mean, Heather really was the driving force behind actually getting it published. Uh, she's, you know, as a teacher, she's always finding ways to make things happen and you know get things done at the school. So uh, she's like, "Let's do this!" And so we formed a. LLC and uh, we took it to some game conventions, met some great people that you know played the game, gave us some great feedback, and so it's been a lot of fun uh, doing this. And um, it's just so rewarding to see people get to play this game and have fun that would never know about it if it was sitting in my basement all this time. So, yeah, one of the funny things when we were trying to come up with uh, our company name, which is uh, Pizza with a Fork. Um, it's, it's funny because David and I, um, come from different backgrounds and David would always eat pizza with a fork. And I was kind of a joke between us. I would be like, what you're eating pizza with a fork. And I'm like, you're supposed to eat with your fingers. And so, you know, like for a couple of years, I was, you know, whenever we'd get pizza out, I'd be, I'd roll my eyes and give them a fork. And then one day I realized I, I grew up in Chicago and in Chicago, we have deep dish pizza and you eat deep dish pizza with a fork. So I really have been eating pizza with a fork as well. And so it's kind of a funny um, uh, way that we, it, it's, it has a little bit of sentiment behind the name. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it was even funnier when we were playing Haunted Inheritance at the convention. Um, every time we said our company name, a lot of the gamers were like, well, yeah, we're not barbarians. We eat pizza with a fork. And that was exactly. like, <laughs> I, I, we heard that answer over and over again. So yeah, we, we're not barbarians. So that's why we came up with civilized uh, gaming as our, <laughs> our tagline, which I thought was hilarious. Too. Yeah. That's you perfect. Know, you play the, the game, even if you don't eat the pizza with a fork, but you may have to go wash your hands after. So. <laughs> Four before. <laughs> Just don't mess up the cards. Do not touch the cards with greasy hands. That's not allowed. No pizza grease. (laughs) No pizza grease. (laughs) Well, I know an element that you guys were conscious of along the way, too, is accessibility with with how you created this. Tell us more about that. Yeah, uh, it's one of the things that I actually you guys introduced me to because um, you invited uh, our good friend Chad over one time to one of my game nights and that just uh, made me aware of like different challenges people have and just being able to sit down and play a board game. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've always been trying to like work that into our games. Uh, One of the big things with this one um, we paid attention to was like uh, use of symbols instead of just colors. A lot of um, uh, a lot of our family members, but also just a lot of people out there um, have uh, different kinds of color blindness. And so there are, um, when you play a game, you can't just be like, uh, draw the red card or draw the blue card. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you put special symbols on the cards that make it very clear uh, what kind of card you draw. Um, I also extended that to the dice. Uh, we added mm-hmm. some custom dice to this game. They're not just your uh, one through six standard die on there. Uh, we've got different numbers on them and some symbols on there. And so I put a symbol on each one uh, that's a special die so people know uh, what die to grab if they can't tell apart just by color. Um, 
So that that was uh, involved in that. Um, and I've just been, um, I, we are actually really interested in, in learning other ways that people um, can provide more accessibility. Uh, one thing I found online is there's a website, uh, uh, it's called The Right Stuff, it's Adaptive Daily Living Aids, but they mm -hmm. carry um, card holders because there's a lot of people who can't just you know hold on to a bunch of cards that's like not something that there is easier comfortable mm -hmm. to do so this uh so we, we put a link on our website to this place where you can order card holders um so you can set all your cards up and 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 see them and and play and not feel like someone else has to you know hold the cards for you so mm -hmm. that that i thought was important um and so um and we've used that for even like younger kids who can't hold the cards or they you know like so it's uh you know it, it, there's a um there's a lot of different uses and that website also has um a ton of different um when, when we were looking through we were looking at some of the different um ways to you know carry your board game or just a lot of different helpful things just for everyday living to make it more accessible so yeah, so we're just, I mean, because that's one of the neat things about board games is you can sit down with anybody and play a board game and, yeah. and it's just a way to bring people together and have fun and we just want to make sure that everyone can participate in that, yeah. that there's not something we're doing to prevent people from enjoying a game with whoever they're with, their family, their mm -hmm. friends, or people they just met at a convention, you know, mm -hmm. anyone, so. Yeah, so, and I know, um, you had made a comment uh, to us previously about when you were at the convention that there was there was a wheelchair user there. And that's another thing that to be conscious of, too, is mm -hmm. the table you're at where you're playing the game. Can you actually roll up to the table or not? And how does that affect gameplay? And 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 actually, Diva, I'm kind of curious if you've ever well, what experiences you've all had with and challenges with with playing games, because that's something that a lot of families do. I don't know if your family's much into gaming, uh, playing board games, playing card games, that type of thing. But kind of curious what kind of experiences you've had along the way with that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm always about creativity and and just tweaking things so that it works for me. So um, yeah, like when I'm playing a card game, you know, I've used card holders um, for shaking a dice. I've used cups in order to put the dice in there and, and shake it up. Uh, yeah, it's all about, you know, figuring out what you can and cannot do, like your reach. Like, I love playing poker. So I always tell people, this is the extent of my reach. I'll stick out my hand. I'm like, when I win, push all my winnings right <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, get creative. I love the way you guys really uh, thought about this. Um, another thing, like when you mentioned uh, the the tables, <clears throat> you know, with the foot pedals and, and being able to roll underneath the table. Mm -hmm. For myself, I I prefer round tables because that way you can. There's no corners. You don't have to worry about the joystick getting in the way. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm in a power wheelchair, so the joystick needs you know uh the, its own space and so corner tables are are difficult at times because if it's not a pedestal table uh you're always gonna either hit the foot pedal with the leg of the table or the joystick 
with the center of the table. So I personally, even in my home, my, my dining room table is a round table with a pedestal um, stand. So yeah, oh, you know, always thinking about ways to make it easy for yourself, you know, when you have a disability, but that way it's inclusive for everyone. So, you know, congrats. Pizza with a fork. I love it. I also <laughs> eat pizza with a fork. Awesome. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> There's a lot more people than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> We're an underground society, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we're civilized. <laughs> civilized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In celebration of this evening, we actually are eating pizza in our house tonight because, you know, that that's <laughs> it's a good excuse, right? <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a great uh, way to be starting a company because people want to offer us pizza and we play games all the time. So can't beat that. What a combo! <laughs> and may I just say one more thing? I just want to say again, thank you for thinking about all of this stuff while you were developing the game, because a lot of times it's like an afterthought. Right. And and even when you know people with uh, disabilities or, or uh, unique needs, you don't really think about it until after the game's been made. It's been, you know, in stores and, and then you have someone with a disability come with a particular challenge and you're like, oh, man, I said I thought about that before. So congrats on, you know, really think about it, think about it beforehand. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And we we definitely want we would love um, people to continue to give us more feedback too, as we because we plan to develop more games too. And I just want to know the best way. Like I didn't know that about a round table, so I think that's great to yeah. know that and to try to always look for having a round table at events and things. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. Other thoughts that you have, Diva, as far as even other suggestions? Is there things that you found? Uh, between you and or others that you've heard about that there's certain things that, that make game playing easier? Well, I also have, uh, now this is a challenge to find a round table with a pedestal base that's also height adjustable. Because, mm -hmm. you know, with wheelchairs, you, you would sit at different levels, right? Some mm -hmm. are a little lower to the ground, others sit higher up. So yeah, there's always that challenge. But um, what I've done in some instances, uh, again, mine does elevate. But for those times I'm either at a restaurant or at someone else's home and, and they don't adjust, what I do is <laughs> I take a little box with me or maybe some books and just put it in front of me. And that's why the prop up the plate or the card holder or whatever it is that I need to have mm -hmm. a little bit more elevated so that I can reach it easier. That's a good idea too. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things when I saw some of the games that David had designed. Um, I mean, he had been thinking about that from the very beginning. And so um, Diva, you're right. When you're designing a game, it and you're thinking about different um, needs that some of your gamers might have, it, it does make you think about things a little bit differently. And 
um, you know, like I, I know my nephews um, uh, are colorblind. And so um, we put stickers on a lot of our cards. And so, um, or, you know, like make different, um, put different symbols on so that they can play games with us and not feel um, like they're, you know, struggling or whatever. And uh, like when we were doing this game, that was constantly a question that was coming up. And I think it's, it would be great to have more games like that on the shelves um, that are, are designed from the beginning with that and not needed mm -hmm. to be adapted as after they've been published and printed. So. Yeah. And there are quite a few games that do uh, take the time to put symbols on there. Yeah. It's, um, but the more people are aware of that, the better, I think. Yeah. You're um, seeing a lot more these days. And also I think it's good for the game conventions to uh, beware too. I know we're going to a game convention in January mm -hmm. and I noticed on the uh, information sheet that they've moved the location because last year it was a location that was the uh, access by elevator was more difficult. So uh, I know this year they're they're putting all the, the gaming in a part of the convention center where it's real easy access mm -hmm. by elevator. So, you know, people are thinking about those things. And um, um, the last one I was at, uh, I noticed that the tables were really, um, what you wouldn't have gotten most um, electric wheelchairs under those tables, at least the ones I, I was at in uh, the area I was at. Um, so, you know, it's definitely made me think about that, like, you know, what, what kind of uh, setup does a convention have that makes sure that anyone who, who comes to the convention mm -hmm. can sit down and play that game or, or can. Yeah. Um, so one of the suggestions that I can also give you is when you're going to a convention, because, you know, a lot of times they're not going to have the accessible table, you know, the round table with the mm -hmm. pedestal, which is really a lot easier for people with wheelchairs. Um, you know, you might want to consider bringing your own table and, and have them set up that table for you rather than using a convention's standard table. That's a really good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Might even help you stand out a little bit when you're at the events that way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, bring some cups along for rolling dice. That's mm -hmm. a great idea too. I like that idea. Yeah. That's awesome. Excellent. So, and we always welcome if there's others that have ideas, if this is, has struck a chord with anybody who has ideas, uh, you know, Diva, Kurt, if, if you hear anything of other thoughts that would be helpful, by, by all means, we do have um, have the show on the Riverwest Radio website. So riverwestradio.com, uh, going to the shows page there or shows tab, there's information there. We'll have more information about what we've been talking about here with uh, pizza with the four games.com and also just in general, how to get back and, and get in touch with, with the drinks. And the, people can always come through us too to, to find out more information. Um, but we're definitely interested in brainstorming further and whatever we can do to help uh, plant those seeds of, of, of greatness here with how to best be accessible and inclusive. And I, like I said, I love what you've done with this. And, and uh, it, it's a fun game. Actually, do you want to just talk uh, briefly a little bit more about the game itself? And uh, I know it's something that that you can find more information on your websites. And also, um, the, as far as purchasing a game, um, I know I've already got mine. So <laughs> it's not in hand yet, but it's coming. And I'm super excited for that. So if people are interested in more information, what can they do to, to find that? 
Yeah, from uh, the website for more information is uh, pizzawithaforkgames.com. Uh, and we got information about our game. We got links to uh, that website I mentioned, other websites. Um, there, we met uh, someone who's representing our organization that does uh, board gaming for veterans um, and mm -hmm. people that have um, shared trauma experiences from, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being in wars and stuff. And they have game uh, conventions. So we have links to that and um, place. And then there's a place where you can contact us and give us your suggestions. So yeah, we'd love. Um, well, anyway, but um, uh, the website's got all that information on there. And to, it, if you're um, for purchasing, if that's the um, uh, the game crafter is where we are at. So that's yeah, yeah. The, um, the crowd sayers on the uh, game game crafter website. Mm -hmm. But there's also a link on our website to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's been fun. It, it's uh, it's been great uh, to go through all the steps of making a board game, and it's been a learning experience. <laughs> Learn a lot about uh, creating the right size files and and uh, changing all sorts of little um, details. And so it's been really interesting process to learn. And I know the next time we do a game, we'll do it so much. Uh, quicker and easier, but but it, it's been really great and we're really happy how it's yeah. turning out and also just really happy to be um, meeting a lot of great people through the process. That's awesome. And so now I got to ask the question, how soon do you think you're going to have your next game coming on, on down the road? Do you have, because I know you've got ideas, but I don't know at what point in the process you are right now. So what do you have? I, I know you're focused on this one right now because that's where yeah. you are. Um, do you have an idea of what might be coming next? Yeah, uh, well, we're going to a convention, like I said, in January, and I'd like to have a card game with us uh, to present at that one. And then um, uh, we also have a board game uh, about Irish legends, and um, we'd like to do that maybe next year. Um, that's another one I've put a lot of work into that I, it's just a fun uh, game for the whole family and you get to learn about fun Irish legends and a little bit of Irish history in there. And, and there's a few Vikings in there too. Yeah, she has <laughs> the Norwegian. So uh, when the Vikings raid the villages, I like, oh, the in-laws are here. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're working on that. That one will be next hopefully. And um, and yeah, so we'll, be, we'll keep, um, as long as uh, people are enjoying what we make, we'll continue making them. Yeah. So. Love that because I mean, you guys are one of the most fun couples that I know. So <laughs> anything you guys are creating is going to be fun. And <laughs> what did you say? You've got uh, somewhere in the in the neighborhood of four hundred and fifty to five hundred games that you guys own and play. And and I mean, just for a little context for those who haven't gotten to play a game with you yet, David is the master when it comes to learning a game he is so efficient and precise when it comes to just explaining how it works and can explain it to grandma and can explain it to the toddler. And depending on the audience, it, it works. He knows how to do that. And that's where playing a game that, that you guys have created like this, it's, it's going to be a simple thing to, to figure out how it works and it's going to be clear. It's not going to be one of those games that, you know, we've all played that one where it's like, how do you interpret this rule? I don't understand this one. It's not clear. They got that figured out. <laughs> so. yeah. we, we, lo we love the creativity side too. We got his brother in 
um, to do uh, some music for us. Um, David always reads the introduction of the games. And so uh, we made a video um, that where David actually reads the introduction and his brother has the background music and it's, yeah. it was really fun to do that. So that creativity piece um, so that everybody could experience David reading <laughs> the <Yeah>. introduction. <laughs> uh, we could, we had that too. That was really fun to do. Mm-hmm. That, and I loved every moment of that. <laughs> that <laughs> did it, you guys did such a great job. So, and Diva, I'm wondering, do you have like a, a 15 seconds of, of thoughts here before we close? You know, like I said, I love it. Um, again, because you thought about a lot before it went out to market. And if we can all do that before, like, you know, when you're building a building, right? Just make it accessible from the beginning. So you guys thought about that and made the game accessible from the beginning. So again, bravo. Thank you. And, you know, can't wait to get my copy. <laughs> so, David and Heather, thank you so much for being here. And for all of us with Ability MKE now, I am so thrilled. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Thanks, Thanks, Sarah. Sarah.